help me. Okay. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to Matthew this time. And, uh, <clears throat> and let's see. Oh, here we go. The Lord will help me. All right, watch this. Oh, Matthew, here we go. Matthew 15. And this is so great because Jesus can be counted on. And I'm going to, we're actually going to look at Matthew 15 and Matthew 16. And uh, you'll be amazed that uh, all of this is just laid out in just story form here for us. Okay. Uh, It says here in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21, Jesus left that part of the country and walked the 50 miles to Tyre and Sidon. I mean, he didn't have a golf cart, you know. He said he walked. 50 miles, how long would it take you to get to Florence from here walking? That'd take a while, wouldn't it? But anyway, that's what people did, you know. <clears throat> and a woman from Canaan, we'll just say she was from Tennessee, she came down. She was not a Jew, okay? She came down who was living there and pleading with him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son. For my daughter has a demon within her, and it torments her constantly. Now, if you remember this story, he ain't going to help her. Now, watch this. Now, that's kind of serious. Well, it's kind of like today. When you get ready to pray, we begin to think, is the Lord going to help me or not? And sometimes we think, you know, I'm not hearing anything, so I guess he's not going to help me. Well, let's watch this. Remember, this is in our Bible. We're actually reading it today. So it must mean there must be something here for us. Watch what happened. But Jesus gave her, oh, isn't that bad? It looks, it looks bad, doesn't it? No reply. Not even a word. Then his disciples thought, hey, I guess there is a time when you tell women folk, forget it. That's what was happening. Then his disciples said, hey, just go ahead and tell her to get out of here. Tell her to get going, they said. For she's bothering us with all her begging. Then the woman, then he said to the woman, I was sent, now I want you to watch closely. And why, he said, I was sent, what? To help. To help. He didn't say, y'all are wearing me out with this healing stuff. All these petty little things. You lost something or you want the best deal at some store or whatever. All these petty little things. Don't you know people in Africa are dying and we need to save the world? And The world's never going to know unless we start acting like there's a God in our lives. They're not going to know. The whole story of God getting the Israelites out of Egypt was to let all of Egypt know there is a God. Anyway, <clears throat> I was sent to help the Jews, the lost sheep of Israel, not the Gentiles. Boy, whoa. In other words, just the Jews only? Watch what she said. But she came and worshipped him and pled with him again, saying, Sir, help me. Now look what he says. It doesn't seem right to take the bread from the children and throw it to the dogs, he said. Yes, it is, she replied. Now, I want you to remember with me Luke chapter 18. Men ought always to pray and not faint. In other words, don't give up. And he gave that story about that widow that kept bugging the judge. Help me, help me. And then there was a time that a man came to his friend. His friend was already in bed. He said, hey, I got company over. Can you give me a loaf of bread? And he goes, man, I'm in bed. My kids are in bed. I ain't going to help you. But because that guy kept knocking, the guy got up and he said, it wasn't even because he was his friend, because he kept knocking. I mean, this is what Jesus, this is living example of that. Yes, she replied, 
For even the puppies beneath the table are permitted to eat the crumbs that fall. Now watch what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, well, you disgust me. Ticks me off that you do this to me. Just go on. Your daughter's healed. That's not what he said. Look what he said. He said, woman, your faith is large and your request is granted. And her daughter was healed right then. Now what did he say? Your faith is large. He didn't say, well, you wore me out on this one. No, he said, your faith is large. He said, your request is granted. You need to realize, like David, we just looked at Psalm 143, that hear me, <laughs> Lord, your request is granted. God's going to grant you your request. Don't throw it away and say, well, he's going to change it a little bit. It's not going to be what I wanted, but it'll, it'll somehow I'll learn to like it. <laughs> if your daughter's demon-possessed, you've got to get the demon out of the daughter. You've got to have help where it's at. Now watch this. So now he returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat there. And vast crowd brought unto him their... What? You know, this is, I, I'm starting to think that all Jesus did was help people. Well, that's just what he said. He said, I was sent to help. To help. Jesus now returned to the Sea of Galilee, climbed on a hill, sat there. Watch what happened. A vast crowd was brought, brought to him their lame... You're going to be amazed when you read this in the Living Bible. Watch this. They brought their blind, their maimed, and those who couldn't speak, and many others, and they laid them before Jesus. And he... I always thought Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. And he healed them all. Look at this. What a spectacle it was. Those who hadn't been able to say a word before were talking. Well, that's what he said. They brought their those who couldn't speak, and he healed them all. And those with missing arms and legs had new ones. Wouldn't that shock you? Golly. What would you do if you were there? You'd be like, this is the greatest. Mm. Anyway, the cripple were walking and jumping around. Oh, I'm sure they weren't saying, well, I'll wait till the meeting's over. Are you kidding? You couldn't keep them still. Talk about trying to keep a toddler still. If you couldn't walk for 30 years, you'd be, you'd be like, yeah, keep talking, Jesus. I'm all right. I'm just enjoying these legs, you know. Nothing wrong with that. And he said, and look at this. And those that had been blind were gazing about them. Can you imagine that? You hadn't seen anything. All you could hear is people's voices. And you knew you were with your brother or your mother or your friends or whatever. Now you can see them. Like, oh, gosh. Don't you ever think Jesus doesn't want your vision to be well? He does. He wants your hands to be well, left hand, right hand, everything. <clears throat> if you're having trouble in any of these areas right here, what'd they do? A vast crowd brought their lame, blind, those who couldn't speak, and many others, and laid them before Jesus. And you do the same thing. Just talk to him. <clears throat> Just say, Lord, I want this. Watch what happened. The crowds just marveled and praised the God of Israel. See, that's what the Lord's after right there. They realize what's going on. The devil doesn't heal anybody. <clears throat> they don't make believe that kind of stuff takes place, but it's not. Then Jesus called his disciples and said, I pity those people. They've been here with me for three days now and have nothing left to... Jesus, when are we ever going to get to the spiritual part? That's just it. This is the spiritual part. This is getting into men's and women's and children's lives. You know, they're finding out that Jesus takes care of them. Okay. And now they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they'll faint along the road. 
Jesus, I mean, excuse me, the disciples replied, where would we get enough here in the desert for all this mob to eat? <laughs> Even the disciples didn't know. They're like, Jesus, we owe it. The answer was right beneath their nose and they didn't know it. Right there. And so you remember what happened? Now this is the second time he feeds them. So this is the feeding of the 4,000. So here's what he does. Jesus said, how much food do you have? And they replied, seven loaves of bread and a few small fishes. Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave thanks to God for them and divided them into pieces and gave them to the disciples who presented them to the crowd and everyone ate until full. Wow, 4,000 men besides the women and children. Now you do your math however you want to. Was there one woman per 4,000 men and invisible kids? I don't think so. (laughs) So we're still talking nearly 10,000 people here. Wow. Do you ever wonder why he told the people to sit down in groups of hundreds and fifties? Remember, he did that when he fed the 5,000. Think about it. Think about it. If I was there, Aaron and I were sitting together, and Aaron said, you know, I just counted. There's 5,000 people here. Or he probably counted. He says, I counted 12. How? Well, Jesus said, put them in groups of 50. There's 20 groups over here. There's 20 groups over here. 20 over here. I just did the math. He just fed miraculously over 10,000 people. I'm going to listen to what this guy's got to say. You know? Wow. Afterward, the scraps were picked up. (laughs) Seven baskets full. Then Jesus sent the people home and got into the boat and crossed uh, uh, to Magadan. He sent the people home. Now now notice he sent them home what? Not hungry. He had fed them. Now watch what happens here. Uh, i got to switch over here to get this. Uh, Let's see. Oh, right here. We need to go to 16th chapter. It's connected. All right, watch what happens. So, uh, 16th chapter. One day the Sadducees came to test Jesus. And, uh, yeah, that's what I want to do. Uh, and uh, oh, his claim of being the Messiah by asking him to show a sign, some great demonstration in the skies. And he said, you're, you're good at reading the weather signs for skies. Red tonight means fair weather tomorrow. And red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. But you can't read the obvious signs of the time. He says, this evil and unbelieving nation asking for some strange sign in the heaven, but no further sign will give him. See, what was happening, all those people were healed and everything. But who was, who's this bunch? It's the Pharisees and Sadducees. They're not interested at all. He said, this unbelieving nation is asking for a strange sign in the heavens. No further proof will be given you except the miracle that happened to Jonah. He was in the fish three days and three nights, and he's going to come out, which meant Jesus was saying, I'm going to, be, I'm going to die, but I'm going to come back alive again, man. Watch this. Arriving across the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any food. Oh no. Because Jesus did those miracles. Why? He only, he only, brought, he only did those miracles feeding the 5,000 to 4,000 to prove he was the Son of God. No, that's not what he's going to say here. So crossing the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any food. You know how quickly you can forget? You just had the last miracle and, and start to worry again? And Jesus is going to say again, hey, listen, this is a lifetime of me helping you. You know, Jesus said here in Revelation 3.20, he said, I will come in unto him and dine with him. Nobody's going to live with you. You know, and he with me. And he wrote that to a church. The church of Philadelphia or whatever, Laodicea. It's how quickly he gets outside. And he's talking about your life, not just our group, the church. It's your own personal life. And here we are. Let's just say we're in the boat. And all of a sudden we're going, 
Oh man, I didn't bring us any Twinkies. I didn't even bring any sandwich meat. Jesus is going to be mad. What? Never. He said, watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Remember, he just talked about them. They were saying, we want you to show us a sign in the heavens. Make the earth move backwards or whatever. Or make the sun go backwards. Do something strange. He just... Uh, why couldn't he go find one of those guys that didn't have an arm? And say, look at here. I got an arm. And I got another one. You know, I mean, they, they're not listening. They don't want to watch that. Mm-mm. You see the Lord being upset with them. So anyway, he says, Beware the yeast of the leaven, uh, the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. That term meaning something to do with bread, but that's not what he's talking about. They thought he was speaking, saying this because they forgot to bring bread. Jesus knew what they were thinking and told them, Oh, men of little faith. Remember the woman? She had a demon-possessed daughter. Jesus said, Your faith is great. Your, your request is granted. He said, why are you so worried about having no food? Now, you can replace this this morning with whatever your problem is. Why are you so worried about having something you're missing? Don't. Let Jesus be who he really is. And we're talking God here. You do realize Jesus was God. It's just like he built all this and he just showed up. He hadn't asked us to pay for any of this. He never will. Why are you so worried about not having any food? Won't you ever understand? Don't you? Look at this. Remember. At all the 5,000 fed with five loaves and the baskets full left over. And don't you remember the 4,000? He did this in chapter 14 and then chapter 15. Two chapters back to back. It wasn't just like one time and they just, the writers goofed up. No, this is written in Matthew twice. And the funny thing to me is he said, remember. And it wasn't to remember that you're just so powerful and you did it one time. No. He said to remember this because anytime you feel like you have no food or you're lacking anything, no matter what it is, Jesus will fix it for you. If you do what? Old man, a little faith. So anyway, don't you remember the 4,000 fed and all that was left? How could you even think I was talking about food? Can you imagine that? How could you even, when you're in prayer or you need help about something, maybe you're having strep throat and your throat is so feeling so bad, you're like, God, I just don't know if you can pull this one off. And Jesus is like, how could you not even think I can't help you with your sore throat? You know? How could you even think I was talking about food? And then he says, uh, the latter part right here, he says, uh, but again, I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, remember... What they were referring to was Jesus can't do nothing. I mean, he's not who he is. We need proof. Now, I want us to go to, back to the Old Testament just a moment. And uh, <clears throat> let's go to something we, see, something we see over here in Exodus chapter 10 and verse 1. Now, Moses is before Pharaoh. Now, watch what the Lord says. The Lord said to Moses, go back again, make your demand on Pharaoh. I've hardened his heart and officials. So that I, well, we don't need the Lord to do any miracles, do we? I think this was his whole purpose. Now watch this. So that I can do more miracles demonstrating my power. I don't know why we think we don't want to embarrass God today. You know, We don't need a story about Dustin and his car. 
We don't need Aaron's stories about ringing up sales at work. And we sure don't need the things Richard keeps talking about. You know, are you kidding? Look at this. What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren about the incredible things I am doing in Egypt. Tell them what fools I made of the Egyptians and how I proved to you that I am Jehovah. You think he still wants to prove that he's Jehovah in your life today? Of course. That's the reason you've got Jabez out of nowhere. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. And he says, Lord, you know, I pray that you'll bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that your hand would be with me and you'd keep me from pain. And God granted him that request. And then it goes back to Billy Bob beget Joseph and Joseph beget John and John. What did that have to do with the genealogy? It had everything to do with waking me up and finding out, I'm going to ask the Lord to help me. i got to have his help. Let me show you in the 6th chapter just about. There's another one right here. Oh, the 6th chapter. He says, watch this. He's now, now, he says, now you'll see what I'll do to Pharaoh, the Lord said to Moses. For he must be forced to let my people go. He will not let them go, but I will, but it will drive them out of his land. <clears throat> uh, no, he'll not only let them go, but he'll drive them out of his land. I am Jehovah the Almighty God who appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now remember... This blessing to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is ours today. He says, though I did not reveal my name Jehovah to them, he said, I entered into a solemn covenant with them under its terms, and I promised to give them and their descendants this land of Canaan, which, I mean, where, they are, where they were living. And now I have, heard, I have heard the groanings of the people of Israel in slavery now to the Egyptians, and I remember my promise. Therefore, tell my descendants of Israel that I will use my mighty power and perform great miracles to deliver them from slavery and make them free. And then this last verse here in verse 7, notice what he says, see if this applies to us. I will accept them as my people and I will be their God. Why does he have to say I will be their God? Because that's who we need in time of trouble. We need the Lord when we're in a jam. Oh, Let me go to Numbers, just one second. And let's go over here to chapter 6, down here at verse, down at the end. Watch this. Scroll down just a moment. This is only a matter of months after they got away from Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his, and his sons there to give this special blessing to the children of Israel. Now, this is us today. I mean, because we sure have weight. We need a Bible that's just to non-Jews. And we don't have that. Your Bible has got everything that happened to the Jews and then everything that we see being blessed to the Gentiles in the New Testament. We don't need the Old Testament. Yeah, you do too. Because that same blessing that Abraham has belongs to us. Galatians 3.29 says, if you be Christ, that means you belong to Jesus, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Besides that, the thing that, Jesus, that God told Abraham was, he said, in you shall all nations be blessed. So you get it. Nebuchadnezzar even figured this out. When he captured God's nation who was worshiping stupid idols, throwing their kids to the fire. Oh, Jehovah God, we don't need you. We're, we're going to throw our kids to the fire. <laughs> this is great fun. Why don't you throw yourself to the fire? No, I'm going to throw my kids to the fire. 
God sent prophet after prophet to tell him, cut that out. No, we don't need you, God. So all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar comes over, captures him. But even Nebuchadnezzar found out who God was. Remember his dream? He had a dream. He said, if you guys don't tell me what that dream is, I'm going to kill you. He told his magicians and everything. And one of them spoke up and said, uh, there's a Hebrew young man and he can do it. You know, Daniel. <clears throat> well, Daniel heard about it actually and said, I'll fix it. <clears throat> Daniel didn't go, God, I hope you're in a good mood. Uh-uh. Daniel said, God will tell you what that dream is. But now watch this. So anyway, this belongs to us. He said, give this special blessing to the people. Now you've probably heard this before. Why? Because it's real. May the Lord bless and protect you. It's actually in the King James. You probably heard the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. You know. <clears throat> the Lord. Oh. <clears throat> anyway, watch this. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you and show you his favor and give you his peace. This is how Aaron and his sons shall call down my blessings upon the people of Israel. And I myself will personally bless them. That's what you have today and what I have today. One last verse. And is it any wonder that this is ours? Watch this. Oh, it's just like, well, as, as you read your Bible, of course, you see this and you're like, my goodness, I've got to stop complaining. I've got to quit worrying because Jesus is going to take care of me. Wouldn't be hard to find this psalm because it's the very first one. Excuse me, let me get up to scroll. I might as well keep going. There we go. Psalm 1. Watch this. And why would the information in Psalm 1 be where we couldn't do it? Oh. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow evil men's advice. Who don't hang around sinners scoffing at the things of God. Well, already you should determine right quick, that's not you. And he... We always talk ourselves out of Psalms. We're thinking, well, this doesn't work for me because, I mean, maybe, maybe I have listened to somebody's advice one day. It's still not you. Quit thinking that, okay? More to it than that. But they delight in doing everything God wants them to, and day and night they're always meditating on His laws. Just the Bible, okay? Oh, that's what He's making reference to. And thinking about ways to follow Him more closely. Look at verse 3. They are like trees. Remember, they're like trees planted around the rivers of water. Watch this. They're like trees planted along a riverbank bearing luscious fruit every season without fail. Their leaf shall never wither and all they do shall prosper. And you can read about Jacob, for that matter, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and on down through the line and Joseph. And it didn't matter where they went. All of a sudden, the Lord was blessing them constantly. And God's going to bless you the same way. And your only response is going to be, well, that's Jesus. <laughs> It won't be my good stuff. It's like, and you'll quit saying you're just that lucky. I'm just lucky. You know, I ain't lucky and got anything to do with it. You know, it's Jesus. And that's what he's going to do for you forever. He's, this is not on a timetable where it's going to last for a little bit and then quit. No, it's forever. Father, we thank you that by your stripes we're healed today. If we're not feeling good, any of us, and even those that may not be with us here today, wherever they are, Lord, you'll make them well. That was your purpose. You were sent to help those who were sick. And Lord, same thing's true financially. You'll help us financially. You fed the 5,000. You said over and over again, you would pay for things for us. And we just roll that burden over on you if we have one. So we're coming short on money, whatever it may be. You'll fix that for us. 
We just thank you for it. David said, I've been young and been old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Lord, I'm seeing that too, and so is everybody here. You're always bailing us out financially. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, if there's anything else we didn't mention, but we just know you're so great, you'll get us out of that trouble. Because David said himself, I'll call upon the Lord, who's worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. She'll get us out of whatever jam we're in. So, Lord, that doesn't leave nothing left for us to put a smile on our face and to tell others that you are our God, just like you're the God of the Israel Israelites. You're our God today, and we're glad to tell people about Jesus. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.